little bit sassy, little bit crazy, little bit classy. We got dreams and we got goals. We're just a couple of old sass holes. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. As I double check that everything is on and popping. I felt that. That's always good. And you know what I feel? What? A couple of Sassos podcasts. <gasps> Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm Brooklyn Maple. And I'm Heather Terry. And this is our Power Hour of True Crime Fuckuppery. Oh. Ooh. Remix. I know. <laughs> Where we just tell you a lot of fucked up things that for some reason still entertain us all. We will and we shall. Actually, I shall today. Yes. I feel like I haven't recorded an episode in 67 years. <laughs> I feel like I'm 42 now. You're 42? Yeah. No, that means I'm 44. Yeah. Oh. And we are still cranking in the 30s. But... Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's been a long time. It has been a minute. And I I can't lie. I've enjoyed it. I have been on that um, journey, oh, life, where I am just kind of running on fuck all the time. <laughs> that is pretty much my general state. If you're like, hey, what's going on in Brooklyn's head? It's just my brain running around going fuck, 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 fuck. just like that. I feel like that would be if I could like read minds. That's yeah. what I would hear a lot. A lot of that. Mm-hmm. I've just been trying to figure things out. My little boo bear. My little poop shoo whoop shoo boo he uh, turned 40. And for those of you who don't know, that's her fiance. <laughs> that is, that's my Travi pads. He turned 40 last week, and so we were doing shit for that. And then it was also apparently, for whatever reason, that Brooklyn Maple then had to have the 20 days in between his 40th birthday be the time that I decided to do the most shit for the fucking wedding. <laughs> that's pretty much how everything went down. Yeah. And then, of course, we have our live event. <laughs> we do. Yes. It's in this... six days. Yeah. Are Not you? from when this comes out, but from when we record this. Oh, yeah. March 3rd at Brasher's Little Nashville in Owensboro. If you didn't get tickets, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But the episode will be out. Yeah. Next Thursday. Yes. So if you can't come, you can still hear it. Yes. Not see it. Correct. Yes. I'm actually um, going to have makeup on when we record for once. My oh, life. wait. What? Yeah. I was going to do a Hot Works class and then go. I mean, whatever works for you. You'd still look pretty and it would <laughs> no, piss me off. No, I would off. not. <laughs> Hot Works is not. There is no. It there does look no like we, we go swimming afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I have naturally curly hair. So there's like, it's very hard to fix a Hot Works experience with my hair. But we, we do what we can. Yeah. And you were going to ask me if I was excited? Yes. Are you excited? Be honest. No, not yet. <laughs> no, it's um. so like... Just oh, I I think I openly talk about having pretty bad anxiety. Yeah, but there's specific times in my cycle where, and I'm just assuming it, it could be my woman's cycle, it could be my moon cycle, it could be my <laughs> astrological cycle. I don't fucking know what cycle it is, but there's a specific time every single month where there's about four days where it's almost like unbearable to be alive, mm-hmm. and I just had to work through those four days. Today is my first day out of overly intense anxiety oh really so i know that i'm gonna get myself all geared and and reared up and ready to go yeah but i'm also nervous as shit yeah i mean i'm a little nervous i was actually down there at brasher's uh, yesterday um all day (laughs) from 11 to 6 30 you're preparing for the podcast yes i was doing tons of field research (laughs) and making sure the champagne was good (laughs) and it is so So in other words you were just you were drinking I i was a little day drunk (laughs) <laughs> it called for it. The sun was out. It was worth it. But yeah, I was looking at the stage and I was like, oh my gosh, that we're going to be up there next week. Then I was looking for our poster and she said she didn't print one out because we were sold out anyway. So. Oh, yeah. Still so, want a poster. I know. Me too. So anyway, we'll just put one up. I'll go. I'll print one out and put it up when we go down there. Okay. 
Okay. Make it happen. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> uh, Miss, Miss PR. Yeah, I got it. I'm on it. I'm all uh, over it. Yes. What else is new? No, what else is new? I know. She, I said, do we have banter? She's like, I haven't talked to you in like 62 days. I know. And then she walked in and I was like, I still literally cannot talk to you. I have like so many things to do before we record. And yeah. then after this, we're running off to work out. And then I think I decided to give myself six more things to do whenever I get home from work. Of course you did. Yeah. They, well, I, I pretty well know you now, though. So I know your like facial expressions and your moods and your temperament. So I was I said hi. And you had the kind of look of panic, but excitement. So I was like, I'll just leave her alone. Like yep. seeing me, you were like, oh, fuck. Now I had to hurry. <laughs> like It was a very well aware. I was now aware of the exact time. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, I decided to be in Evansville in the morning. So it's like pack up everything you have type of deal. It's mm-hmm. going to be just, you know, everything's fine. It's it's like just pedal to the metal. <laughs> the the next like I was going to say 48 hours. And now I'm like, I still have to rebook my hair person for my wedding. And I still haven't done that. So I'm like, don't forget. Before I wake up three weeks before the wedding, I'm like, who is my hairdresser again? Oh, I don't have one because they canceled. <laughs> oh, everything is going to be, it's all going to work out. It's all going to be beautiful. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I brought a story, but now it seems boring. I feel like I should just tell mine. Like my oh. story. Like I brought like a banter story. Oh. It's real story. I was like, wait, so you have multiple stories today? Yeah. We're doing five. This is part one of Heather's oh solo God. journey. <laughs> Welcome. I would <laughs> shit myself. I'd be like, uh, I'm going to cancel our workouts. <laughs> We're not going to make it there tonight. We're not. Yeah, we're not. Anyway. No, but that judge that was in Oklahoma that got, did you see her that she got disbarred or whatever, debenched? I don't know what the word is. Because she sent during a murder trial, she sent 500 text messages. And here's a photo of her on camera doing it during a murder trial. <gasps> Shut the fuck she, okay. up. Is, oh, wait, you're going to read. I yeah. want to see the photo. So the, from the Associated Press, it's the on the 9th of February. They have security footage uh, in Lincoln County District Judge Tracy Soderstrom, Strum, Soderstrom, I don't fucking care, uh, looks at her cell phone during a murder trial on June 12th of 2023 in the district court in Chandler, Oklahoma. So in a settlement agreement filed on February 8th, the Oklahoma court agreed, she agreed to resign and never seek judicial office in Oklahoma. She sent over 500 text messages and they were laughing. Okay, she mocked the prosecutors. They were laughing at the bailiff. The comment was making fun of the prosecutor's genitals during the trial. Like, she was texting the bailiff during the trial. And I was like, like who is she shit. talking to? Mostly the bailiff. Praised the defense attorney and called the prosecutor's key witness a liar. All in text messages during the murder trial. So first, I was like, who the fuck was she texting? Because I would struggle with just, like, following up with Travis on what I wanted for dinner. <laughs> or, like, telling you, hey, let's yeah. not forget to book that hotel to this place. Yeah. hundred percent. I would never... I was like, oh, it has to be an illicit affair or something. Well, like, now what she's the just fuck? talking and about the like, prosecutor's dick to the bailiff, pretty much. Or he was talking about it. His nuts or something. Oh, and, my gosh. Anyway, yeah, there's the picture. It, I blew so, it up a little bit. So what made her think that she could get, oh, gets away? I know, during a murder trial, it's not like a parking ticket violation. Like Murder trial. <laughs> like, <laughs> like sending memes and shit. I would be devastated. And how embarrassing that they they had to read all of them, and now she's never going to be a judge again. She ruined all of that. I mean, she probably still could be, sadly. She, just not in Oklahoma. I, that's yeah. only a state. Yeah. At the end of the day, pedophiles are still teachers, which sucks. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, she'll be a judge somewhere else. I oh, guarantee man. it. Yeah. Someone will be like, okay, just can you, can you lay off the fucking WhatsApp? Can you not text your friends <laughs> during this shit? It's a little important. I, did you did you learn your lesson? Yeah, Sarah. She's like, I I did. Okay, 
Let's carry on. Yeah. I just want to, I want to see, I want to, you know, I'm nosy. I want to see all the text messages. So. Well, yeah. on the next episode. In the next episode. Yeah. We'll just read off all of her text messages. We should. Like the one time when you did the necrophilia episode and you read that. Why, do you, still, why, why do you still not love that? I, it was so <laughs> shocking, but I still like think about Ta- it. Me talking about fucking dead bodies? Yes. <laughs> and getting off on the smell? Oh, God. And the juices? <laughs> Listen, I'm on the juice. The juice. <laughs> God. God. Oh, I felt gross reading that in my head, let alone. Out of my mouth holes. To me, while mouth making hole. eye contact. Your holes? Your I mouth only have holes. one mouth hole. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't know. There's lots of holes around the body. Sometimes you just don't know all of that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking? I don't know. Will you just tell me a lots story? Lots of holes around the body, she tell, said. Tell me a story. Okay. Are you familiar with the story of Rainy Bethia, by chance? Yes. You are. I, I was not at know all. the name. Okay. As you should. Um, because because it, I was in the Excel sheet. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm like, it probably sounds familiar because I read the Excel sheet. Okay. <laughs> it's our schedule. I'm going to tell you the sources first. So Wikipedia, Murderpedia, NPR, and an article in the New Haven Register from 2011. So I chose this story because Jordan came to me and he, our awesome producer, Jordan, and he reminded me that it happened in Owensboro. Do you know yet? No. No? Okay. Because he said that one dude that ate the bird's head. No. Did I make that one up? No birds. There were some. No birds were harmed in this one. No. Wasn't there one that was one of his scary music people? That was like a. It was a. What? Golly. Ozzy Osbourne bit a bat or something. Yeah, but it was like one of those guys. Like one of the rock rock or a rock band person killed somebody or something. Oh. So. Not this one. I remember that one. (laughs) But apparently the details are still aloof. Well, it happened here in Owensboro. (gasps) Yes, Owensboro, Kentucky. So we're known for a lot of things. Obviously, the International Bluegrass Hall of Fame is here. We're a little braggy about our barbecue. Uh, We make bourbon here. Johnny Depp and Florence Henderson are from here. And one thing we don't brag about is we are the site for the last public hanging in the entire United States. I do know this. I did not know the story. I just knew that it happened, and that's all I knew. Oh, duh. Okay, so I totally remember this because he told us this in great detail. Yeah. He, Last week. Yes. And now I'm very excited to hear the real details because as Jordy Bear probably knows in everyone's memory, it's like, this is what happened, I think. And then at the end of it, you're like, so that's not exactly what happened, but it was pretty close. It was pretty close. Now, some people believe that the way that everything went down led to the government saying like, mm, we probably shouldn't do this anymore. But here goes. Now, I want to point out that this is just my opinion after my research. So I know there's a lot of different opinions and they might be different. So just that's a blanket disclaimer statement that I wanted to say. I love it. Now there's like, this is my opinion. There's different opinions. But this is mine. This is mine. Yes. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad that people are aware. Yes. That we did not take a poll of the city of Owensboro. That's right. And it's people um, (laughs) to tell us more. Okay, let's do it. Do it to it. Should we do it? Okay. Do it. So, Rainy Bathia was an African-American who was born on October 16th, 1909 in Roanoke, Virginia. Is that where you did Roanoke. your thing? Roanoke. Yeah. No, Roanoke, oh. Virginia was um, where they did the the American Horror Story. Oh. Yeah, they did it in Roanoke, and it was the Roanoke version of the New Orleans, Louisiana Gotcha. Yeah. I remember you saying that. But I can see the... Yeah. Being that it... Yeah. Same it just, name. Uh, yes. <laughs> 
being that it literally relocated it to that location. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And then didn't we do that one um, where the people disappeared? Wasn't you that did Roman? that because you were mad at Nick Cooper for like months. Yeah. Because he told you to do the story and you didn't like it. And it was a shit story. And the story. whole time you were talking, you were like, and then they disappeared. And then they didn't come back for three years. And then they did. And no one was there. Because <laughs> you were so mad. And, and no one knew anything about where they went. And they still don't know. But there was like a note left on the fridge. Yeah. And, and everyone just, fuck you, Nick Cooper. <laughs> That's basically what yeah, it was. Well, stories are rocking. <laughs> okay, so obviously things weren't easy for African Americans during this time to say the fucking least. And Rainey would struggle as his mom died when in 1919 when he was 10 years old, and then his dad died seven years later. So mm-hmm. he was an orphan at 17. Now, the time between then and 1933 for Rainey's life was a little bit unknown, but somehow he ended up here in Owensboro, Kentucky. So nobody knows how that happened. The Rutherford family hired him to work for them and he actually lived in their basement for about a year or so and he then he found work as a laborer and he rented a cabin behind the home of mrs charles brown and if that tells you anything about the time period i could not find her name so mrs charles brown it is (laughs) (laughs) i want to be shocked right but i am not i know up until this point from what i could tell he stayed out of trouble or he didn't get caught one of the two and he even went to one of the Baptist churches here in town, one of the 357,000. I was like, ooh, which one? Did they Did they then put that in the notes? Nope. <laughs> I always nope. love it. I'm very intrigued. I'm pretty sure the, well, who knows? I was like, oh, however many years from now, they'd be like, oh, we can literally pinpoint what Brooklyn Maple did on June 3rd. Oh, yeah. She posted a Bloody Mary on her story. <laughs> However, in early 1935, he was arrested and charged with breach of the peace, which is super vague because breach of the peace is criminal offense that involves violating public order or peace. I was like, that's a public intox. Yeah, it's a broad term that includes a variety of behaviors that disturb the public, incite violence or violate laws that preserve peace and order. That is now currently peeing, getting your getting your wiener out. And shaking it at people. Getting your wiener out. Getting your wiener out and shaking it at people. <laughs> Why without Because that's what people do. They, they do. grab their wieners and they shake them at people. <laughs> they, pee. <laughs> they pee on the buildings what? and they get drunk. And that's what, that's what? <laughs> that's what that would be now. I'm not They're wrong. They're shaking their wieners They're at people. They're shaking their wieners just, at people. I don't Dude, have you have you never driven down the street and seen a wiener? No, I call bullshit. I've seen so many wieners. Well, I mean, driving down the street, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> driving down the street. Number one, I've never seen a dick. I've called driving. you every time I was on my way to work at my old job, and I'd be like, "Dude, I just saw a wiener." Oh yeah, you did have to. go I did see wieners we'll all see, the time. We had and different then Miami, routes wieners to work. Were just out. What? Yeah. Okay. They're just it's like a shake. weird turn. People are just shaking them wieners. Shake, <laughs> shake, shaking big Ricky Bobby. Ooh, when was the last time you? Oh, I'm hungry. Okay, go. Sorry, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. So this breach of the peace got him a twenty dollar fine, which is how much do you think it is today? Uh six thousand dollars. Four hundred fifty eight bucks. Okay, I yeah. overshot that. Yeah. She got someone got real excited about inflation. <laughs> And in April of 1935, Rainey stole two purses from the beauty shop, which got him a felony and grand larceny because they were both twenty-five, more than $25 a piece. He was sentenced to one year in prison down in Eddyville, Kentucky at the state penitentiary. Now, he was granted parole and released in December of that year, and he came back here to Owensboro. He got his job back as a laborer, but one month later, he got caught and arrested doing a B&E. What does that mean, Heather? <laughs> Breaking and entering. Bacon not, and eggs. Not bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs. Oh, man. B and E's. 
B&E's. That's on my to-do list. <laughs> it is. That's on my that's on my bucket list. I want to be an E. I mean. That's B&E something. Okay. Well, now it's um, on something record. Something where no one, like, lives in it. And then hope we don't get murdered by a ghost. <laughs> but that's on my to-do. I mean, I'm down with that. Nobody lives there. I know. I don't want to, like, freak somebody get out. shot yeah. by somebody Well, I'm just scared Kentucky. there's, like, dicks everywhere. Because you'd say... <laughs> Like, There's just dicks everywhere. Just shaking dicks everywhere. <laughs> now I'm just going to keep my eyes down. As you should. <laughs> and you when I drive, wear horse blinders. <laughs> scared. I'm just scared of dicks. <laughs> scared of road dicks. So that's Heather's <laughs> never said. <laughs> God, I could tell how happy that just made you just say. <laughs> okay. January 6th. They amended the charge for some reason to drunken disorderly, and he was fined $100. Told you. <laughs> right. Now, Rainey, he only made $7 a week, which is, here she goes. Here she I can't goes. fit in these chairs well. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm sorry. Okay, now she's comfortable. Yes. Okay. So Rainey made $7 a week, which is about 160 bucks. so he couldn't afford the fine. So he stayed in jail until about mid-April of 1936. Now, keep in mind that he was out on parole. So he that should have been a violation. He should have been sent back to the state right. penitentiary. But nobody told the parole board. So that did not happen. So he's he's a pretty naughty bear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, isn't, he isn't trying to reform his life. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot going on in that time period that we, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're treated, I don't know. Yeah. If you're treated poorly, who knows? Yeah. And cut to June 7th, 1936, early in the morning, Rainey was, like, shit-faced. He climbed onto the roof of his neighbor's house. It was 70-year-old Lisha Edwards. He took the screen out of her bedroom window, and then he went inside. And, of course, she was startled whenever he hopped through her window, and then he strangled her and raped her. Wow, fucker. When he figured out that she wasn't alive, he started going through her shit, looking for something to steal. And he found some jewelry, and he started trying a few of them on. Now, this was the one thing that actually got him caught because when he went to try on a couple of the rings, he took off a black celluloid ring, which apparently was well known for prisoners to make and wear when they're in prison. So people had seen him wear this ring, too. Um, Okay, so I'm also just flabbergasted that then he's like, well, I'll just try them on. Yeah, I don't know. I would never. I mean, I can't say anything. I I wouldn't break into someone's window and then rape them and kill them. So I can't really then be like, who knows? Well, let me try it. Let me pin this brooch to my shirt pin real this quick. Brooch see, see if it looks good with my eyes. And then I'll grab this one, but I won't I get the other I just pictured one. E.T. when they tried to dress him up and he's got like 42 necklaces on. Oh, know. I don't even remember. That. Oh, man. <laughs> when he went to leave her house with her jewelry, he left that behind. He ran to a barn that wasn't far from her house and he hid the jewelry so he could go back and get it later. Now, Alicia Edwards lived with the Smith family and she just rented a room from him. So the next day when they didn't hear her up, they went up there to check on her. I totally remember this entire story now. I read it for something like at some point way back in my years. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't read it at all. It was the part where you said he jumped on the roof. Mm -hmm. That is what like I don't know when, but it was like 10 years ago. Like it was a long time ago. Ooh. 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 So they, the Smiths went up there to check on her. They tried to knock on her door, and they couldn't get in, but they looked through the keyhole, and they could see there was a skeleton key stuck in the door from the inside. So the Smiths called Robert Richardson, and he lived nearby, and he came over. So he got a ladder and cl- climbed through the transom, which apparently is that little window above yep. the door. You would know that. I don't I didn't know that. I mean— Never heard that word before. I only knew in the context of this. If you were like, man, my, tran- my transom got stuck last night. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, oh, did you have somebody look at your car? Did you take it to the car? Do- Wait, did, your car? did Raven Tire fix it? <laughs> Just, I don't know. Okay. 
So he climbed through the transom, and then he found Alicia passed away in her room, and then he called the police. And then when they came to search, they found muddy footprints in the room and then that black ring that Rainey always wore. They searched for the killer for a few days, and Rainey was like, yeah, I'm already fucked, so he tried to bounce. And then several people knew that that was his ring and that he was missing, so everybody was on the lookout for him. New technology was being used in 1936. What do you think that is? Fingerprints. Yes. <gasps> Look at me go. Yes. So smart. Taking so, so, so smart. So smart. Since he had a criminal record, they matched Rainey's fingerprints and to prints that were found there and the, all around the room, so he was the prime suspect. Now, this might be my favorite name that I've read. A man named Bert Red Figgins. Not a good one. That's a good name. He should definitely be um, like the dude that you buy cookies from. Like yeah. the, you know what I said? I said I bet he made damn good barbecue. Oh, I bet he did. Like red figgins. He got that sauce. I don't know. I want him to make. You want him to make cookies? Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he was working. Bert Red Red. Figgins was working on the Ohio Riverbanks and saw Rainey. He was like, hey, what are you doing over there hiding under the bushes? And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm just cooling off. And he's like, that's weird. No, you're not. That's weird. And he goes and got his boss, and they called the cops. Rainey ran away before that, and then he went to the grocery store and that. And then his boss was like, fuck you, and followed him to the grocery store. Like, why are you being sketchy? And then Will saw a cop. Do they have, like, no real work to do? <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, dude, if I thought maybe someone was a suspect, I still don't think I'd follow them. I'm going to follow like, him to Kroger. I'm like, dude, I'm in a hurry. <laughs> I have an appointment in 40 minutes. Right. So Will saw a cop in the store, and he was like, hey, uh, this is weird. And then Rainey slipped away again. Later that day, he got caught trying to hop onto a barge on the Ohio River. And the workers on the barge were like, yeah, you can't get on here. And then so they cornered him until the cops came. Intriguing that he thought he could just like just hop, hop on, on yeah. hop onto that barge. Hop, hop onto that barge. I'd be like, How, what? <laughs> yeah. There's a guy trying to hop on, guys. Yeah. Do you, you guys see who's down there? Do you, does he, is he new? <laughs> is that a new hire? <laughs> is that a new hire? I'm confused. And he told the cops his name was James Smith, like the most generic name ever. And they were like, yeah, you're lying. But they let him because they, they didn't want word to get out in an angry mob form. Because So they said they arrested James Smith. They identified him because he had a scar on the left side of his head. Now, the circuit court judge ordered that Rainey be moved from Davis County to Jefferson County Jail in Louisville for his safety. Of course. Now, I underline Davis because I know it's spelled like Davies. So like some of the things like there's a video I watched, too, and they were saying Davies County. And I was like, we say Davis here, but Davies is in Indiana. So, yeah. Um, fun fact. Our Google Maps. Yeah. She she still says it wrong. too. She says it wrong, too. I think I still say it wrong. <laughs> I was really pumped when I got Fredica right. Yeah. <laughs> like, our main street looks like Fred Erica. It is. Yeah. That's how I had they're, to learn how to kids say names. it. names. Oh, the founder of Owensboro had a kid named Fred and Erica. And so he put the name together and it was Fredica. And that is our main street. Fun fact Friday. <laughs> oh. Okay. On the ride there, Rainey opened up and made his first confession saying that he'd killed Lisha Edwards. Now, he said, yes, I raped and I killed her, but I'm not sure if she was alive or not when I raped her. Now, oh. this matters. <laughs> what a twist. Yeah, it matters because at the time in Kentucky, sex with a corpse was not illegal. Yeah, we know that because of our great times talking about neckies. Yeah. And that's because that shit was legal until like 2014. Yeah. Because oh, wow. things are gross. 
I'm singing. You're very singing today. Yeah. Yeah. I I suddenly pre-drink my pre-workout for the gym and I've been sipping on that. And now I'm like, what do you want to do? Oh my God. I need to like snort mine then. Uh, <laughs> read page four. Okay. <laughs> so while in jail, he confessed again in a room with a notary public and a reporter from the Courier Journal. Now, the cops brought them in because they wanted to make sure that no one said he was coerced right. into confessing and all that. And they did shady shit. But like you think about that now that like one media outlet would be pissed if you didn't bring the other one. You know what I mean? I I'm sure we were was, so small there was only one. Well, that I think that one is in Louisville. But yeah, it's probably like the main. It's not yeah. like they had 20. Or that was just the only notary public they had, and they're like, well, Karen does it over there at the media news. Bring her over. She'll sign that real quick for oh us. I don't know. Uh, then on June 12th, he confessed yet again to the captain of the guards and said, oh, yeah, and then I put the jewelry in the barn. You can find it here. So they went and searched, and that's where they found it. So this is where the necro stuff comes to play. So if Felicia was dead at the time of her rape, they could not charge him with rape, which is gross to think about. Even at the end. So, like, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fuck. Let me redo that one. <laughs> no, keep going. Okay. Jordan, don't cut this out. Because <laughs> it was very fun for me to watch her, watch her me somehow, like, somehow get lost. <laughs> and then just ratchet back in. Okay, I'll bring it back in. Okay. I think I know what I meant. I think I, I, I did, too. Did you? Yeah, like he couldn't be charged with murder if she was dead already. Yeah, he couldn't be charged with rape. If she was dead. If she was dead. Okay, Okay. that sentence just threw me. Okay, then you said it it right. Yeah, it just didn't feel right. (laughs) I understand. Yeah. So then at the end of the day, he would have... So if she was dead, it wouldn't be rape. So he would have gotten off altogether, Well, now what you're saying. Yeah, now in Kentucky at the time, murder and robbery could be punished by the electric chair. Okay. So if she was raped, he could be hanged. That's but at I, the end of the day, it was it, but, essentially the first question is, if she, if he got off from rape, then he got off from everything because he says she was already dead. So he would have gotten nothing but robbery. Yeah. And then so rape was punishable by public hanging in the county where the crime occurred. So that being said, the prosecutors made a controversial decision to only charge him with the rape. So they could. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What do you think would happen if we now publicly hanged people that raped people? How oh, much rape man. would be happening? Right. My goodness. Shower thoughts. It's, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, something to think about. In the shower. <laughs> I'm going to take a shower in the morning and be like, man, if we. <laughs> I listen to a lot of true crime stuff while I'm t- in the shower. And I just here, here's here's where here 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 the shit that grinds my gears is that the just confusion in the change of policy in our judicial system in life. Mm-hmm. You're saying in 1930 you rape somebody you could be publicly hanged. Then in the 90s you could rape somebody and we're like it's okay we don't want to ruin your life too. Yeah. You already, you already kind of fucked with yeah, her life, we, so like it's fine. You just go back to school. Yeah, everything's fine. We won't even talk about it. We won't even put your name on record. Right. Just go back, yeah. and then like, oh, I agree. It it just it bamboozles me. Yeah, they but slap now them it's on the wrist, now. and then it's harder for the victims to even come. For, anyway, yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. It's just it, it's just so far. Like, mm-hmm. how did we get from you'll die publicly for doing this to you won't even get a slap on the wrist? We won't even give you probation. Yeah, it's just anyway. It's fucking wild. We say it until we're talking about like other. Now it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, if it comes to pedophilia, 
That is now officially becoming the, if you do this, there is truly the world's worst outcomes. Mm -hmm. So at least we're figuring out with kids. (laughs) We'll figure out more later, I'm sure. So for the trial, 111 people were called to jury duty and the first 12 were chosen. So oh. like 111 white dudes walked in and they were like, one, two, three, four, five, go. Because that, that was all that was legally allowed to serve on the jury was white men. So huh. so Rainey is like a 5'4 black man being charged in court and his fate was in the and he's confessed three times and his fate is in the hand of 12 white dudes. And like I said, he admitted that he raped and killed yeah. her three different times. So he did it. But obviously, it's not going to be an unbiased a jury of your peers. Yeah, definitely. We failed not. him on the jury of the peers. Yeah, definitely not that. And Randy pled guilty, and the pro- prosecutors were like, "Cool, so we're still going to present everything. So that's fine. We're still going to tell everybody everything that we have." Okay. And when the jury was supposed to deliberate, the judge was like, "Hey, he pled guilty already, so like you just decide the punishment." And there's two options. One was ten to twenty years in prison. Two. Death by hanging. <laughs> Do you know how long they deliberated? 4.5 minutes. Ah, oh, like that's upsetting because why not give them the 10 to 12 years? They didn't even. Well, no, I fuck. I say that and she wasn't my mom. But or longer. They could have done a beefier sentence I know. maybe. But since they chose to charge her with that rape, that's the, all, the maximum right. that he could do. So if they would have charged him with murder, they just wanted to hang Yeah, but him. they didn't have proof to. They didn't have the proof that she was murdered, though. Well, they had the proof she was murdered. They just wanted to charge. But he said that she was dead before. He said he didn't know. So that's how they were able to charge because he said he wasn't sure. I know, but then they don't have proof that. So if they know that she was strangled, yeah. were they not able to de- delineate back then? I guess not the time. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it almost sounds like the easiest choice was to get him, not the outcome, but to get him at all. Yeah. But was they, the rape. Well, the reason why they because. The reason why they did that is just because they wanted to hang him. I know, but yeah. at the end of the day, though, sister, if they would have done the murder, they he still would have died the electric chair. Yeah. So he was going to die either way. Mm-hmm. So wanted... I don't think the end game was because they also wanted to hang him. That's... They wanted to kill him either way. Yeah, that's the... the that's How is the... that the easiest one? How is that if the that's easier That's the speculation one, is because that they took that route so they could have the public outcome of Unless that. they yeah. knew, unless there was undeniable evidence... His ring was in there, obviously. And fingerprints but I don't know, and stuff. And the fingerprints, so but they could have given her, that would have been on her neck. That yeah. would have been easier to find out than the semen if we didn't have DNA back then. Mm-hmm. So bas- I have questions. Basically, basically and I, I definitely see what you're saying, but basically it's just that that's the controversy is that they could have given him the electric chair and they didn't because he killed her. He said he killed her like that. That was black and white, like set in stone. He killed her. So. The rape part was they wanted to do the hanging is, is the allegations. Rape. They say the worst part is ele- the electric chair was way worse back then. Mm-hmm. So if it was like for full force. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm just annoyed by what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like what you're saying and I don't care for it. I don't it. like any of this. I guess it, I'd rather yeah. be hanged than electric chaired. Yeah. So this is when shit blows up. So Rainey gets sent back to Jefferson County Jail and five new lawyers took on his case pro pro bono and they were also African-Americans. They weren't challenging his guilt because he already said he was guilty. They were challenging his death sentence. They filed a shit ton of motions and nothing happened. And then they filed a petition for a writ of habeas corpus uh, in federal court on August 5th. The petition was denied and they got to keep going. The media was going like bananas and it got nationwide attention. The news figured out that Rainy Bathia's hanging would be performed by a female sheriff, which had never happened before. 
Ever. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't even know we were allowed to have female sheriffs back then. Right. See, another thing that confuses me. Yeah. I didn't think we could ever, like, and I mean this with all love and ignorance. I mean this with love and absolute fucking ignorance. Mm -hmm. But whenever you're like, oh, the African-American attorneys, Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, score. You are allowed to do that. Yeah. Because women weren't even allowed to practice law in certain states until like the fucking 70s. Yeah. So it's just, I never know. You don't know what you don't know. You really don't know. And I'm always blown away in these stories because we hit different time points all the time. I know. And I'm like, good for you guys. Like, (laughs) yeah. And then other times I'm like, what? Yeah. And okay. So Sheriff Florence Thompson was the sheriff here in Davis County uh, as of April 13th in 1936. Her husband was the sheriff, Everett Thompson. He died three days before that. Aww, yeah, which is sad. So he was the elected sheriff, so she took it oh, over. I'm so not sure how only... that worked. But could you imagine? Like, that feels very, a little bit less women power. Yeah, it's like, well, you just do it. But what a crap like that. She has to do all this. So Florence was not amused at having to do this. She didn't like any of the attention she was getting for it. She was like, I don't like this. And then people started writing her letters supporting her. And then she eventually got one from Arthur Hash. Now, Arthur was a former police officer in Louisville, and he was like, hey, I'll do this for free because, quote, a mother of four children should not have to carry around that burden. He he just was like, hey, I don't I want to keep this on the like down low. I don't want my name released to the public. And that clearly didn't work because, well, I just told you his name. So. Right. <laughs> but they kept it a secret between the two of them at the time. And then the media frenzy continued. So. G. Phil Hanna was called in to assist as well because he had done 69 previous public hangings. So he was like the hanging expert. So they brought him to town. And the night before his final day on August 13th, Rainey got his last meal. So any guesses? No. No? You just want me to tell you? Okay. Fried chicken, pork chops, mashed potatoes, pickled cucumbers, cornbread, lemon pie, and ice cream. That all sounds Quite delightful. Sounds like a good one. And at 1 a.m. on August 14th, they brought Rainey back to Owensboro. And then at 5.21 a.m., two deputies brought him to the scaffold, and they'd set up in an empty lot. It was supposed to be on the courthouse lawn, and then they figured out the crowd was going to be too big and had to move it. Because normally it's supposed to be on the courthouse lawn. And how many people what do you think? What day was that? Uh, August 14th. 5.21. I was trying to see if he actually got to see the sunrise again. Oh, I, th- I think so. When I think you look so at too. the old photos. So, g- how, m- how many people do you think came to this? 250. 20,000 oh. people. 20,000 people. And they traveled from like out of town. So, well, yeah. Yeah. And it was men, women, and children. And they were like having picnics and shit. Like it was like a fucking circus. Like they I'm brought not shocked. Their, they brought, I mean, I know that. It's just like to, to think about it now, like to bring your kids. Like they, you can't even say fuck on TV. Like, well, that that's a whole different time. Yeah, Pu- but, it was a public murder. Yeah, from someone who was a murderer. At the end of the day, I'm not sitting here sweating too many bullets not, of sadness for him. Yeah, I'm not shocked either. I'm just saying that is you're bring. I just don't the part about now. The kids were there on all of them. Yeah, yeah. I, it just blows my but mind. But I wouldn't. You wouldn't expect anyone to have a public hanging here tomorrow. So. Yeah. yeah. So, and I guarantee, if they did, it would be just like the fucking bar section at Rafferty's and motherfuckers be bringing their kids up into that section too. Oh so it wouldn't shock me one bit. And a shit ton of news outlets were here to cover the story, and a big reason uh, was because of Florence pulling the switch because she's a female. 
And her, so she did choose to pull the switch. When her wingman, Arthur Hash, showed up to actually do it for her, he was so drunk, he Shut could barely up. stand up. And now he was like, oh, I want to be discreet. I want to be. No, the motherfucker shows up hammered. And then he, in a bright white suit and a top hat and like shit face. Looking so straight like, up like KFC. Yes. Like Colonel. 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 What? Talk about being shit faced. Yeah. Me over here just fucking. It's not pre workout, guys. It's straight <laughs> vodka. <laughs> now I want KFC. So he's like, I want to I want to be low key. And then comes in a fucking three piece suit that's bright white, drunk off There's his like ass. There's like six people in my life that I feel like I could imagine doing that shit. Right? And, like, so, and he couldn't even do it. So they brought Rainey up there. They asked Rainey for his final words. He didn't give any. A priest went up there and talked to him, and the signal was given. Arthur was so drunk that when they were like the other uh, hanging professional or whatever the fuck that other guy was that they brought in, that Hannah guy, he was like, do it. And Arthur just stared at him like he couldn't. Con- he was so drunk he could not comprehend the words that were coming out of people's mouths. Oh, my. Yeah. So he just stood there and another deputy looked at him. And What like, an important day for him to just be like, it's my time to shine in my yeah. three-piece suit. Yeah. And so another deputy pulled the switch and then Rainey died. Uh, Sheriff Thompson, she was in a car nearby and she was watching and she just drove away. Like she didn't even go up there and she drove away after it was over. She like they That's everyone hard. was looking for. Her. Now, Rainey asked that his body be sent back to his sister in South Carolina after his death. Instead, his body was buried in a pauper's grave out at Elmwood Cemetery here in town. Oh, my God. So they couldn't even. A pauper's grave was paid for by the public because the deceased family can't afford it, which wasn't true in this case. And then after the hanging, all the newspapers were pissed off because they had to come into town from all over the place. And they got, like, their companies paid to send them out here. And then they couldn't report back saying the female sheriff did it. So they started making shit up. Like, they were saying— So they were all mad? Okay. Like, they were mad because the the sheriff—like, Florence didn't pull the switch. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they were mad. So they started making stuff up, making everything, like, that they rushed the the scaffold and tore his body and clothing apart for souvenirs. And then they botched it. And, like, he had—they had to try it, like, four more times. Like they and just, none of that happened. No. They started making shit up. Like— <laughs> They were just mad and, that a woman wasn't forced to do it. Oh, they still said she did it. Some of them did. They said—oh, one of them said that she fainted at the base. She fainted after she It's did unbelievable it. how media can just do whatever they want. Yeah. Watch the news for 10 fucking minutes. She fainted. And you'll be like, what the fuck? Right. My yeah, gosh. just shit like that. They were so mad, like, that nothing happened, so... Um, I mean, something did happen. A man's life was yeah. taken for the last time in public with 20,000 people there. Yeah. I mean, that but, should have been a news story enough as it is, and then they yeah. were like, well, the lady didn't do it, and they were like, well, fuck, you weren't there. Yes, she did do it. Oh, it's yeah. not like people were going live on Facebook or anything. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that just brought in a whole new factor. Right. I know. Uh, One thing that did come out of the media circus, though, was Kentucky legislature changed and Rainy Bathia was not only the last person to publicly hanged in Kentucky, it was the last time that it happened in the U.S. I know that there was like a private hanging that happened also in Kentucky after this, but he had the person had probably uh, requested raped and been sentenced before that. So they just switched it to a private hanging like he had raped somebody. Oh, okay. And then they hanged him privately. So, oh, well. Yeah. At least it was privately. And, and one thing I want to point out too is I couldn't find shit about Lisha Edwards. And I tried. The lady that died, I couldn't find much about her. It's overshadowed, obviously, by all this other stuff. Yeah. So I literally just know her name and age. 
That's what happens when you're telling stories that are over 200 years old. Right. You know, and I don't know that that was that many years. I didn't do the math, but. 90 something. No, 100 years. It's almost 100. 1936? No. 90 something. Anyway. Math and facts, people. Math and facts. Yeah. And that was the story. The murder of Lisha Edwards and the last public hanging from her killer and rapist, Rainy Bethia. That's wild. Yeah. I didn't know that story at all. And the pictures online are pretty crazy. Like you can see where it was and it's just a sea of people. Oh, the hanging? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, Ah! that happened here. Not very proud of that. Why not? <laughs> I I don't have any like it was people were killed for killing people. Yeah. I mean, I'm not so, proud of it. It happened. It's a part of history. I mean, I'm not necessarily being like, we need to bring them back. But I'm also not. I mean, would we be proud if Ted Bundy died here and we were able to be the ones who who, you know, injected him? Maybe there's states that are proud of the people that they put to death. Yeah. Because they're taking an eye for an eye. So. I don't know. I'm over here just sitting sitting in my too high bar stool. Um <laughs> just saying, I don't know. It's it's a piece of history. That I, it is. I think it sucks to kill anyone, but I also understand the eye for an eye and I always would cuz if the tables were turned and that was my mom, hang him. Mhm. That's true. And just like if it was my brother who killed somebody, hang him. Don't kill people. Yeah. You won't get killed. That's, that's my math and facts if I could give some math and facts but I ain't got any you don't well that's I don't have anything but else. we talk we talk all the time about death row inmates and mm-hmm. people who as long as they're rightfully convicted and they did do what they did and are the world is safer and better with them not only behind bars but six feet under then let it be but mm-hmm. yeah that's not always the case, but this guy also was like, hey, everyone, I did this. Yeah, he told three different, three he or four or five different people, and he was like, you can find this stuff here, and yeah. I did it. And he's also like, hey, I literally left my favorite ring there. <laughs> so, Can y'all go get that prison ring? <laughs> I wonder if they gave it back to him. Who knows? Not us. Nope. Anyway, what well, I thanks do. for bringing us down. <laughs> I do what I can. <laughs> Appreciate it. I know. Well, our next episode is going to be live. It is. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little remake because at the end of the day, it's two stories that have already been told. Oh, it is. Yeah. Surprise. I thought about that randomly when we were driving home. I was like, do we need to do the live one if it's technically two stories that we've already told? Yes, Just I redoing? feel like we're much better now than when we were. So if you, yeah, feel free to guess, but you'll find out later what they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't tell anyone because I don't want people to find out whenever this comes out on Thursday. Yeah. We want to all be sneaky, sneaky, sneaky now. <laughs> And I want to just be excited. I just want people to be like, oh, my God, these sassholes are so fucking spectacular. The spectacular sassholes. I mean, that's what I think. Extraordinaire. <laughs> I, need to drink my, I need to drink my pre-workout. So sprinkle a up. little sashi on it. Yeah. yeah. Spr- <laughs> sprinkle it on there. <laughs> so I'm going to do right before I go, just sprinkle on the sassy. Yeah. I got to drink my pre-workout. Yeah, I got to get do. on your level. Yeah. You guys, we love you. We sure do. And we- I'm just really <laughs> excited to to have this moment in front of this microphone telling you guys that I'm utterly fucking terrified for Sunday. <laughs> I pray more than anything in this good old universe and the sweet lords among us that I don't cry or have a panic attack. It's going to be great. Everything's going to be great. We're going to have a green room and everything. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, we love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. Can you like, rate, listen, review, subscribe? Yes, please. Post. Yes. All those things. Okay. All right, thank you. We love, love you. Bye. you. Bye. Theodore, can I put that down?